Before we get into today's episode, we want you to know Organized Chaos is ESPN's newest podcast hosted by former NFL coach Rex Ryan and his former Jets and Ravens linebacker Bart Scott. The duo will be reunited in this weekly podcast with new episodes every Monday that will provide listeners with expert, expert insight and analysis on everything happening around the league, featuring trending stories from on and off the field. That's Organized Chaos. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Also, the Peabody, an Emmy Award-winning 30 for 30 film series, presents Once Upon a Time in Queens, a four-part documentary series about the city, the swagger, and the wild ride of the 1986 Mets. This documentary explores the epic tale of one of baseball's most dominant and iconoclastic teams in their legendary World Series comeback. You get to hear from former Mets players and fans, including Daryl Strawberry, Keith Hernandez, Bill Burr, Cindy Lauper, and much more. Watch parts one and two of Once Upon a Time in Queens, Tuesday, September 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, followed by parts three and four, Wednesday, September 15th, also 8 p.m. Eastern, and is available to stream on ESPN Plus and the ESPN app immediately after its premiere. Welcome to a new episode of DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's my guy Ryan Clark in Bristol and RC. Now I see how you can get real busy during the football season because I see you everywhere with a fire suit on today. I mean, come what, on, my guy. Hey, that's, hey, that's what you got to do, man. You know when they turn the heat up, you got to be ready to go. But I will tell you this, bro. I've been looking forward to getting back with you and getting back on this show for two weeks. Hurricane Ida took us off for a little bit. You held us down with Ask DC. But now it's time to get into <laughs> some of this real, real MMA. You know what, my man? It's good to have you back. I'm happy you and your set, your family got through everything safe. To all the good people in Louisiana, I hope you guys are bouncing back. But coming up on this show, we will discuss prospects in sports because we saw quarterbacks make their debut last weekend. Mm -hmm. But we also saw Patty Pimlet a yeah. couple weeks ago. We never got to discuss that. Then we'll talk about my guy Gable Stevenson signing with the WWE. Was that the right move? And lastly, RC, are we going to see... Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul. In what he world did you ever smoke. think? He don't want that smoke. I mean, <laughs> what world did you ever think that would even be a possibility to see Anderson fighting Jake Paul? But thing. first, before anything else, Ryan, we got to talk about your boy. I mean, this dude, Conor McGregor, is at the VMAs over the weekend, and he gets into a fight on the red carpet with MGK. Look, I got to be honest with you. I barely know who MGK is. So when I hear that Conor McGregor is fighting MGK, I cannot believe it. RC, let me ask you a question. When you look at this thing from the outside, when we watch Conor McGregor mm -hmm. uh, with all the incidents, you talk about the gimmick. Yeah. Has Conor McGregor lost control of the gimmick, right? Is he now living the character and is getting the best of him? 
Well, I don't necessarily know if the character is getting the best of Conor McGregor because this character is who Conor McGregor is. It's what made him. It's what people fell in love with when he was winning fights. But see, that's the difference. When he was throwing cranes at buses and when people were on that bus and they were hurt or when he was fighting in bars in Ireland, a lot of these things were happening, but he was still winning fights. And so he had kind of turned into the bully, right? Well, what he started with was sort of like Petty had started. It was a guy you rooted for. He was fun and he was braggadocious. But then when he got into the octagon, he put people to sleep. Those things have changed now. And when those things start to change, so does our perception of the person. I don't necessarily know if Conor McGregor is now any different than he ever was. And I'm going to tell you this, DC, because this is what I've learned, whether you're a fighter, whether you are a football player, whether you are an actor, an entertainer, a rapper, or whatever it is, all that money and success does to you is amplify who you truly are, right? If, if you're a dude that would fight on red carpets if you was broke, you're going to for sure fight on red carpets if you got money because now you could post bail. And so one thing I do mm -hmm. know is this. Machine Gun Kelly cannot beat up Conor McGregor. So it was more act <laughs> than anything for everyone. And this is what I'll tell you about Machine Gun Kelly if you don't know a little bit about him. He's from Cleveland. He's a rapper. But the thing that he's most famous for is dating Megan Fox. And so you don't want to mess up that pretty <laughs> face fooling with Conor McGregor on the red carpet. <laughs> Conor McGregor has to think about this, though. Who does he want to be, DC? Who does he want to be perceived as? Because to a fighter like you, you think it's a gimmick. But to people who are now paying money to, fight, to watch Jake Paul fight, maybe being a character is more important than being a champion. You, you know what the crazy thing about McGregor is, is, is when I say the gimmick, I mean... The billionaire, right? With oh, the okay. strut and, and right. the fancy cars and the money. Because the reality is, it, it's, it's in the WWE, mm -hmm. right? You get a character. Your character can be the billionaire. You can be Vince McMahon, right? Vince McMahon is the evil boss. But Vince McMahon, when he hits that curtain in the back, he lets go of the evil boss. And he becomes Vince McMahon, the CEO and chairman of the WWE. It's the same with Ric Flair. When Ric Flair was Ric Flair, mm -hmm. styling and profiling, kiss the girls and make them cry, Woo! all that stuff. But when Ric Flair would hit the curtain in the back, he never stopped. He continued to live as Ric Flair. And ultimately, that was his undoing, right? Mm -hmm. That's why at 60, you saw Ric Flair still wrestling because he had spent so much money and he had lived such a reckless life. It wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. Okay. Conor McGregor is the fighter. But Conor McGregor also lives this big life. And that's when I ask, does that gimmick, has it overtaken who Conor McGregor is as a person? Now, when it comes to Conor McGregor and MGK fighting, MGK can't beat Conor McGregor. <laughs> right. He can't fight Conor McGregor. Exactly. Hey, Max Kellerman talked about a tune-up fight. If, if Conor wants a tune-up <laughs> fight, beat on Machine Gun Kelly. That's easy, right. easy work for Conor McGregor. But not only did Conor approach Machine Gun Kelly. He had a few choice words to say about Machine Gun Kelly, and these were those words. What happened? Absolutely nothing. I don't know. I just I just showed up, and I don't know. Just, I don't even know the guy, to be honest with you. Just rumors? Just rumors. Nothing happened with me. I only fight real fighters, people that actually fight, you know what I mean? I certainly don't fight little vanilla boy rappers. You know, I don't even know the guy. I don't know anything about him. You, you know what hurt? <laughs> you, 
you know, you, you as much as you want to hate McGregor, you can't help yourself but like him. Like, that's the thing. Like, you want to hate McGregor, but you like McGregor. But here's the thing, RC. Kind of kind of hit him where it hurts, right? He goes, all I know about him is that he dates Megan Fox. Right? When you're a I person just, that just you think you're you somebody, you don't want to be recognized as the person that dates a girl, right? Like, if she's the bigger star, which Megan Fox is. But, RC, I got to ask you this about Conor. You know he's still willing to fight everyone. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had success in the octagon. But his celebrity status continues to rise right. and rise and rise. So is it time for him to kind of lean more into that opposed to what he has going inside the octagon? I mean, I think Conor McGregor has done so much, DC. He gets to make that, make that choice, right? Because he's a celebrity both in the octagon and out. And here's why I say that. Outside of the octagon, Conor McGregor is at the VMAs. Conor McGregor is recognized as one of the world's brightest stars, one of the world's biggest stars, the person that people want to talk to. As you can see, Entertainment Tonight is interviewing Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor ain't make no songs. Conor McGregor ain't been on nobody's TV, right? Conor McGregor's a fighter. But think about Conor McGregor the fighter, though. Even though he hasn't won in, in years or he, since he, he hasn't beat anyone since Cowboy Cerrone, you coming off two straight losses to Dustin Poirier, it doesn't matter because if Conor McGregor is in the arena, so are the fans. So is the energy. So is the big money. And so he's still in a place where he gets to make his decisions, where he can be both simultaneously. And I think for MMA, for the UFC, we've truly never seen a phenomenon like him. And Coach Tomlin had this saying, bro, and it was one of my, one of my favorite sayings because I, I, I did something one time and I was like, my bad, Coach. You know, I know you got on so-and-so you, you because <laughs> he did this last week and did not come this week and do it. And he's like, RC, like, I don't care that you did that. He's like, you've earned that. He said, I will treat everybody fair, but I will not treat everybody the same. Conor McGregor ain't the same. The rules are different for him. For mm -hmm. you, DC, if you're in Conor McGregor's position, right, and you have all this money, mm -hmm. you have all this fame, but you still have the urge to fight. And when you fight, the arena is packed. Would you lean in more to being the celebrity, or would you still step in the octagon and do what you love to do? You know what's crazy about it is you can't turn that off, Ryan. It doesn't matter like how much money you have; you can't turn it off. You can't turn in that. You can't turn that burning desire to hit that curtain off. When you hit that curtain, it is the most intense thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, and I've ever felt and experienced. It's like walking out in front of all those people that you guys walk out in front of when you play football. Mm -hmm. The crowd's going crazy. And the UFC has the closest thing to football. Like last night, you saw the Raiders and the, and, and the, and, uh, and the, Ravens. the Ravens. You saw Buffer introducing the, that like it was a fight. Yeah, and the Raiders too. come through that tunnel and they come, dude, what? My boy Buff killed <laughs> it. But they walk through that tunnel and you come through the crowd, right? Mm -hmm. You walk through the crowd so the hands are reaching towards you. Everybody's screaming. That's what you get from the UFC. Right. But you don't have a helmet on. Your face is not hidden. Yeah. You're just you, as naked as you can be, walking through that sea of fans where somebody wants a piece of you. It's addicting. Mm -hmm. And when that octagon door closes, Ryan, that fight, knowing that that man wants to take you out, that, that feeling's second to none. And for Conor McGregor, who is a fighter, right. you can't replace that. That A dollar amount will not equate to what you feel when you feel the, the, the mat on your, your bare feet. Yeah, when see, you see 
when you're in there with the referee and the guy and you know what what's coming next you you can't replace that with a with a dollar value right and i think that that's why connor will never lean into celebrity more than the actual fighter. See, li- listening to you explain that, bro, that, that junk gave me chills. It, it brought me back to the <laughs> first time I ever walked out in Death Valley. Because once you walk out in Death Valley and you have those, those screaming Tiger fans and they've been drinking since 7.30 the night before and now it's 7.30 Saturday night and they say, you know what, it's Saturday night in Baton Rouge and these people go crazy. That's the only feeling I can even equate to what you're talking about because you're talking about being one man for all of those people. You're the man in the arena that night. And for Conor McGregor to to feel like, you know what, I can still do both. I can live this life that I've been planning on building for my entire childhood, but I can also still do the one thing I've wanted to be great at my entire childhood. And you got to keep that feeling. But speaking of keeping that feeling dc i think you got a little bit that you need to tell us about our friends from keeps hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. DirecTV, thank you guys to our friends. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand, your, your live TV and your on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices are required. Content varies by package. Ryan Clark, what a fantastic job, but it would not be an episode of DC and RC without an ad read from our great friends at Modelo RC. You know what makes Modelo special? Because it's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. You wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Modelo was the underdog. It came from humble beginnings and never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager, which set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So the next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure that you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo, brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports. Chicago, Illinois.
DC, the new Warrior series coming out. You know, it's it's it's, it's a, a throwback, or it's 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 kind of an ode to the movie that was made in Pittsburgh. Which, by the way, I was in Pittsburgh at the time. I was training MMA. I got a face for movies. There is no way that I couldn't have gotten tapped out like Rumble Johnson did in that movie. And so I will <laughs> always have an issue with that. But man, you know what? It was announced recently uh, that you're going to be in this new series. Tell us a little bit about who you'll be playing and how it all came about. Listen, so I'm going to be playing my man Bobby from Houston, right? Bobby Watkins from Houston. He's a guy that is trying to fight his way out of poverty. An older guy, a retired fighter that never truly got to the top. I can't share much more about the character and the, the, the storyline, but I know that I'm super excited about the challenge, right? I, I constantly try and challenge myself in areas. And I met Gavin O'Connor uh, who's a massive mixed martial arts fan? I went to his house, and um, it I, what's I can't remember that beach. Uh, it's the most beautiful area down in Southern California. We sat on the ocean with him and his wife, and and the other guys writing the show, and we started to build this character together. Mm. And um, when I was cast as the guy to play it, it was just truly uh, uh, a blessing. And and you know, Ryan, I, I get a lot of flack from fans at times, but. What I have come to realize is all these opportunities come because of the support that the fans show me, man. Right. They may give me a hard time, but you don't get these opportunities without the fan base that I have and the appreciation and uplifting that they have given me. But it's a new chapter. It's a new challenge uh, that I'm excited to uh, to uh, take on. You know, just like James Harrison, your boy. Yeah. Big well, James, Debo. I see him on stars every week. He's exactly. in heels, right? So and he is crushing. DC, so this is what I'm trying to figure out. And I look forward to doing the same thing. What I'm trying to figure out is this, right? Do I need to <laughs> lose my hair? Because neither you nor James <laughs> have hair. Right. Do I need to actually put someone to sleep? Because when I played with James in Pittsburgh, there was a dead body laying on the field many a Sunday. And we obviously know what you did in your UFC career. So clearly the oh. things that I did, having hair and being a little nicer than both of the you dudes can't get me on air. Here's my so. But here's my other question, D.C. We've seen you hold some championship belts. Will we be seeing you hold the Emmy, D.C.? And are you going to wear this super I mean, dope pattern tuxedo? Oh, look at that. With the oh, sweat still, that means that your speech is going to be absolutely <laughs> phenomenal if you are sweating this much while receiving your award. <laughs> Ryan, let me tell you something. If I've ever even been, if I ever got a, a nomination for anything like that, <laughs> I'd be over the moon. Hey, my boy Charles hey, Barkley, uh -huh. he wins the Emmy for the sportscaster every year. Every year. So all every of us just really year. have no chance. Like, we don't have a chance against Barkley, <laughs> right? But if I'm sweating that much, if I'm sweating like I was when I got those two belts and I'm just in that suit, I'll be up there panting. I'll be up there <laughs> exhausted. I'll be up there as tired as you ever could have imagined trying to accept an award. But listen. If anyone can lead and direct you to opportunities like that, it's Gavin O'Connor, man. The guy's, hey, dude, it's, he's a genius, yeah. honestly, Ryan. And sitting with him and the way that these characters and these shows are built, it was truly, like, unheard of. I mm -hmm. could not believe that this brainstorming session was, was what was going to be the character because as he spoke, you start to see it kind of all coming to, right. uh, together. And you're starting to see what you think and what the show is going to look like. It is really, really something that I look forward to doing. And honestly, next thing we do 
is you find where it's going to be broadcast, right? We right. have a whole bunch of meetings next week with all the biggest uh, streaming services, um, networks and televisions. Uh, a lot of people want in on this show, and ultimately it's going to be up to Gavin and myself and some of the other big stars. I know some of the other people that are going to be starring in the studio cast and it's going to be a great show now one of the places ryan mm -hmm. as i transition that this thing may end up on is direct tv you don't which say you have a I mean, which you <laughs> you would not say direct tv which you have a read for so ryan would you bless them with your first ad read for our great friends at direct <laughs> this is TV. my first time direct tv thank you guys to our friends the, does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live Another lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. A great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand, your, your live TV and your on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices are required. Content varies by package. Ryan Clark, what a fantastic job, but it would not be an episode of DC and RC without an ad read from our great friends at Modelo RC. You know what makes Modelo special? Because it's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. You wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Modelo was the underdog. It came from humble beginnings and never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager, which set the standard for authentic Mexican beer. So the next time you're tuning into a UFC fight card, make sure that you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Modelo. Brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Ryan, we paid some bills. We got some ad reads. RC is the man. But RC, as we continue, mm -hmm. it's week one in the NFL. Yep. So the first time we got to see some of these great young quarterbacks, mm -hmm. Trey Lance, Justin Herbert. We got to see, uh, we got to we got see the quarterback in, in New England. And Mac we also Jones. got to see Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. We saw Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Sorry, I forgot their names. But RC, when you see these guys for the first time, you see the star potential. Another guy we got to see for the first time a couple weeks ago was Patty Pimblett. Mm -hmm. And we saw his star potential. So when you look at these young athletes making their debut to the national <laughs> audience or to the international audience, right. how much pressure comes with that? And who are you most impressed with? in those debuts between the UFC's guys and also the guys that made their starting quarterback debuts last weekend well, in the NFL. Hey, well, listen, I, I, I don't want to be the football guy that's on the MMA show that says all the MMA things <laughs> are better, right? I don't want – I can't let the football community <laughs> hear me do that. But, man, Patty was impressive. And, and, and I think, Bro. DC, for, for me, it's about energy, right? It's about what energy mm -hmm. do you bring to any place that you're in, the, 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 the pre-fight. Right, the, the pre-fight had us excited. Obviously, walking into the octagon, and then the potential being shown 
inside the octagon, right? The, 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 the left hook, finishing the fight. And then after finishing the fight, being able to come on afterwards and have an energy, have a confidence, have a bravado that was full of appreciation. Right. Patty Pimblett did, p p didn't come on and, and make you feel like he he was entitled to that win. He didn't make you feel like he had never gone through anything for him to say, you know what, with the adversity that I've dealt with, not only in the fight game, but the adversity I've dealt with in life. I was prepared for this moment. And so now you not only have this captivating dude that has this haircut like Mark Davis, who's the <laughs> owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> but you got a dude that goes out, talks the talk walks the walk and then shows some humility afterwards and says, you know what? I'm just like y'all. I'm human. I've had to deal with things, but because of the stuff I've dealt with, I'm ready for this moment. And I think that's what got me more excited than anything. We've seen dudes walk into the octagon in debuts, right? And be great. We, we've seen them answer all the questions that we needed them to answer when they showed up. But it was everything that goes along with Patty Pimblett that's important because now that's where the fight game is going. The, the, DC, the fight game is, is, is no longer you just get to get in the octagon and do what you do. People are not paying money for that, right? If people were paying, were paying money for that, it wouldn't matter about brand. It wouldn't matter about social media. What this dude is and what he can be is the next star of the UFC. And we all know that Dana is looking for stars. You know what? You know what I love about Patty Pimblett was that he got hurt in the fight, mm -hmm. right? So it looked like, oh my goodness, the 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 plans are going to be spoiled. Then he wins in the fashion that he did, but then he goes on the microphone and he puts himself on the same level as the fans, but he put himself above the other prospects because he called nobody out. He said, no, 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 you call me out. Right? You call me out. I'm going to be the guy. And not everybody understands that you have to do those types of things to really separate yourself from everybody else. Because we've seen a ton of people and young athletes make impressive UFC debuts. But we don't see them handle every single step of the journey in the right way. I thought that Patty Pimblett having to deal with the adversity of the fight, having to... Uh, Talk with Michael Bisping in the octagon, who is a wordsmith himself, handle himself the way that he did, leave the octagon dancing, singing How You Like Me Now, going to the back and dropping dimes over and over again was absolutely perfect. But Ryan, I got to be honest, for as impressive as Patty Pimlet was, I kind of left the apex that day. Oh, I know what you're about to say. Thinking about Tom Aspinall. I know what you're about to say. I was thinking say. about Tom Aspinall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm a big guy that likes the big guy. Right. Because guess what? The vast majority of people like the big guy. There, there's very few people. There's very few Habibs. There's very few Conor McGregors that if Conor McGregor, Habib, and I walk onto a campus, everybody's going to be intrigued by those two small guys. Generally, you stick Tom Aspinall and you put him and Patty Pimlet walking around ESPN the people in that place are going to turn and look at Tom Aspinall and go, wow, who's that? Because he's a heavyweight. And what he did to Sergei Spivak was insane. Because when he landed that elbow, Spivak just crumbled under him. And now you got a young athlete that's undefeated in the heavyweight division that is not only winning but finishing people. Now he's put Spivak behind Arlovsky. 
Mm-hmm. He is beating former champions. He's beating great guys, and he looks to be the next big heavyweight star in the UFC. And guess what, RC? For as exciting as Patty is, he looks like a young Owen Hart. <laughs> he, he's got the hair, or one of the Von Erichs from way back in the day. I love the Von Erichs, It doesn't bro. matter. Because, boy, do you remember the Von Erich? That's growing yes, up in Louisiana. I'm old, that's bro. why you know the Von Erich. I love the Von Erich. That's why you love the Von Erich. The claw, you know. You yes, know the sir. claw. You Ooh. know the claw. And the fact was, <laughs> the, the greatest <laughs> thing about the Von Erich claw was that the fact that he couldn't keep it off you himself. As strong as he was, he couldn't. He used to try to hold it back from getting to you, and even His he couldn't stop hand. it. Yeah, he, he, he He's like, stop I don't it. want this claw to get you. I'm trying to keep this claw off your forehead. Hey. But he couldn't even keep his own claw hey. off of you. But for as much as Patty looks like him and has that same type of appeal, Tom Aspinall, if he continues down the path that he's on right now, is the person that the world is going to take notice of. Because, Ryan, I remember back when I was the world champion at heavyweight and light heavyweight. And I had been to the ESPYs as the light heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And the following year, I went to the ESPYs as the heavyweight champion. And it was so much different. Right. I mean, you would not believe the difference of being the heavyweight champ opposed to being a champion in another weight class is. And if Aspinall can keep going, he's going to be the guy that's going to be the star in the UFC. Yeah, see, I think, I think we've talked about that on this show before, what it means to be heavyweight champion, what it means to be Francis Ngannou, or before that, Stipe Miocic, or before that, Daniel Cormier, because... I say it all the time. If, if, if I'm walking down the street and I want to take somebody down the alley to fight for me, I'm going to pick the dude that's 250 to walk with me, not the dude that's 155, no matter how bad he is. The, the heavyweight champion of the world becomes the baddest man on the planet. And the thing we want from our heavyweights, though, DC, is we want knockouts. We want finishes. Nobody likes to see heavyweights get into the octagon and bounce around like dancing bears. And I I know that that's probably sacrilegious for somebody who's a fan of mixed martial arts to say, but we love to see guys get in there and slug it out. That's why a guy like Mark Hunt, who was never a champion, can be a fan favorite. So wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. You're telling me right now, Ryan Clark, that because Tom Aspinall's so skilled and he doesn't just plod forward no Jay, DC. hold on a second i'm trying to understand what you're saying what RC. i'm trying to tell you is this. Trying, you DC. said he's bouncing around no I'm you said he's bouncing nope, around DC. nope nope you're not gonna do this to me okay just because just because <laughs> you're still talking bad about amanda nunez you want me no to be, don't do this you want me to be in the crosshairs of tom aspinall i'm actually i'm actually commenting and complimenting aspinall okay. because he is be getting those he's getting those violent finishes he's getting the violent finishes that makes us love heavyweights plus the skill because okay. the game has changed okay now. okay right the game has changed okay. now you need to have the skill if you're going to stand across from the Cyril Gons right we saw that with Derek Lewis so he has that type of skill in order to stay in that fight but he has a finisher's mentality right he's a guy that understands when he smells blood that the sharks have to circle and that's what we want to see from our heavyweights that's the reason why I think he can be the next star but everybody can't be a heavyweight dc everybody can't always feel like they can go out here and dominate and we saw trevor lawrence for the first time and it wasn't fun this is the first time that trevor lawrence has lost a regular season game in his life i'm going to repeat that that's absurd high school let's just be that's absurd that's that's absurd (laughs) that's 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 how good dude has been high school and college 
Never lost a regular season game. But this is the difference between the pros, though, DC. This is the same thing like guys fighting amateur and then getting their opportunity against the world's best. Nobody thought the Houston Texans would be world beaters. But Trevor Lawrence marches out there with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are not a team that's prepared to win. That Trevor Lawrence and just his talent alone can't propel to excellence, and he struggled. He, was a, he, he did throw for three touchdowns. Some of that was late, and some of those yards were garbage yards. He did have one early down the seam, but he had three interceptions. This is not what we're used to seeing from Trevor Lawrence. And that's why when you ask me about quarterbacks and you ask me about Patty Pimblett's uh, debut, who I picked, this dude is accountable for the entire team, but he also needs the other 10 people on the field to do their jobs to an excellent level in order to win. That's the difference. Patty Pimblett or, mm -hmm. or Tom Aspinall or the, some of these young guys that you're talking about that are now making headway in the UFC, they have to depend on one person when inside the octagon. That's not what life is like for NFL quarterbacks. So think about that, DC, for you to, for you to wrestle or for you to be a fighter for all through high school you've won, all through college you've won, and now your first opportunity as a pro, you take a L. How does that feel for a fighter? And now if, you think, if you're looking at Trevor Lawrence, how does he bounce back and help this team become better? It, it's, it's, it's a new experience for a guy like Lawrence that hasn't lost, right? And that's what we deal with as, as professional fighters. When you have won as much as Trevor has won, and you take that first L, it's about rebuilding. But you cannot think for a second that it's going to continue down that path in football. Right. There's just too many different circumstances, too many parts to play in order to just truly dictate. But Patty Pimlet has lost. Aspinall hasn't. But all the undefeated fighters have to rebuild themselves. But what I do believe that when you look at a Trevor Lawrence or you look at a Mac Jones who also lost in game number one, you understand, but they have time, mm -hmm. right? They have more time to try and get back, to try and get things fixed and not really feel pressure. But because of the, 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 the way that Tom Aspinall has fought to this point, the way that Patty Pimlet debuted, they don't have as much time. Okay. So the, the, the rush to become a star becomes a little bit quicker for people inside the octagon. So the pressures are different. The pressures are much different between the two sports. But I do believe that the pace at which these young fighters inside the UFC have to improve and advance is much quicker than a rookie quarterback in the NFL. DC, so my question to you would be this. Advancing in the UFC is it only about winning and winning impressively, though? That's all the time we have for today's show. But make sure you catch tomorrow's episode where we'll discuss another impressive performance from Anderson Silva inside the boxing ring. And could Jake Paul be next?